We got MJ here. Let's bring in Mike Johnson, our TSN hockey analyst, joining us here on the Maple Toyota Hotline. It's been a wild, I mean, 12, 13 days really in Toronto, Johnny, but in, in the last hour and a half, Sandine is out, Engvall is out, Eric Gustafson, Luke Shen coming in, and the first rounder from Boston. What do you make of these moves by Kyle Dubas? Well, head spinning, um, trying to keep up with everything. And I, I mean, I almost wanted to call in. I was listening to you guys earlier, and I almost wanted to call in and like, Gustafson deal, he's not done. Like, it felt like, like something else is happening because mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of pieces. And I, I think, oh, I think what you just said was, was actually quite astute, amazingly enough. I agree with you. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think the idea, uh, and not that it's a gang ball. And you and I, Brian, had this gang ball conversation last week, I think. Yep. But like, some guys, like, you know, I'm, we're going to sink or swim. It doesn't matter what I do. Right, and you kind of get a pass on that. Whereas other guys, like, yeah, it's not as important what Sam Lafferty does if Sam Lafferty's one of these guys, but he can help a little bit, and he takes that on as opposed to like, you know, I'm I'm just along for the ride kind of thing. I think there is something to what O just talked about and the way he put that, and I think Kyle Dubas maybe recognized some of that um, and trying to change the mix of this team. So many thoughts though. They've changed now. Now, Mike, my, my count right, six skaters. Of the twenty they carry, so thirty percent, or you know, a third of all eight, all six of them play. Like a third of your roster, you're turning over, but not the core guys. The team is going to be driven how they play, the personality they have. But maybe it can be helped along a little bit by these guys. That's a lot of turnover for a very good team, mm-hmm. the top five team in the league, um, heading into the playoffs. So tells you how that Kyle Dubas believed that the team, as it was constructed. The 110-point team, he did not think they were – they gave a good enough chance to win the playoffs, as is, which is telling. Like, I think he acknowledged, like, they had to be a bit different, and they are quite a bit different. Even if the, the main players are the same, um, there's a different personality to this team now, different temperament, different energy about the way that they're going to play, and uh, we'll see if it's successful. But after going four or five years with a kind of similar vibe – you understand why Kyle Dubas would want to change it this year. Well, Johnny, with that in mind, if you're Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, mm-hmm. do you take this as, is is it, it's not insulting, but is it it's a criticism? Is it an indictment yeah. on them at all? Or, or how do you, what do you make of all these peripheral players changing ultimately to benefit what those guys could not get done in the past? I think it's an acknowledgement that they didn't get it done, which is just fact, right? Like, that's, you know, they may know that. And, and I think that, um, if anything, the fact that the core pieces are still here, they're still the same. If you're one of those guys, it's another affirmation from Kyle Dubas that he believes in what they are, and he's trying to support those guys. So I wouldn't take it as an indictment, although, you know, it's a reminder of your past, uh, shortcomings, but I would take it as like, listen, he believes that we can lead a group. We just haven't found the right group around us to get it done, um, and so he's trying to find that right now. Uh, so, so we'll see. And the other part of this, guys, is that with all this money shopping around, and I, I've been listening to you and getting ready to drive into work, and I haven't checked all the dollar figures, but they did need to clear out money to activate Matt Murray. And I don't know if they've done enough of that just yet, but that is another part of this equation. They had to like move pieces around if they wanted to activate Matt Murray. Johnny, if you talk to anyone later on today, can you please say that I said that little blur before you came in and don't steal it? 
<laughs> I could never say it quite as well as you. So much like last game when in the intermission, I acknowledged how how, how wise you were. Oh, you know what? Uh, I actually owe you. I owe you, yeah. so you can have it as your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's okay. I got enough material on my own. I don't need to steal yours. All right, <laughs> all good. Go ahead, Frankie. We're chatting with uh, Mike Johnson, our TSN hockey analyst. Well, Johnny, like being from the area, I'm sure you have many group chats with many friends who are avid Leaf fans and followers of the team. So every once in a while, something happens and you start getting the mm-hmm. hot takes. And if I'm taking the temperament of my group chat, it's like, well, you know, maybe you can't win if Morgan Riley's your number one defenseman. Maybe I don't agree with that per se, but do you think that the additions on the blue line now with McCabe and Shen just add a little more insulation where you say okay we don't need Morgan Riley to be Kale McCarr or Victor Hedman Mm. but there's more pieces around that may help that yeah I mean I think if you look at if you count Connor Timmons I think they have nine defensemen right now uh, floating around their roster so um but I think Sheldon Keith can sculpt his personnel and his pairings to offer maximum effectiveness depending on the situation, the opponent, the venue, whatever it might be. It gives them more options. At the end of the day, Morgan Riley is going to be the highest paid guy. Um, you know, the guy they count on to do an awful lot. He might play more than just about anyone else. But uh, you'll be asking him to take on different things. Like Morgan Riley, if I look at their roster now, if they're at home, he'll almost never play against the other team's good players. Right? I mean, I don't know who he plays with. If it's, if it's Brody, then he might, because Brody will. But if you have Shen there, and you have McCabe there, and you have Giordano and Lilgren there, I think they put all those guys out against the other team's top players, probably ahead of Morgan Riley right now, depending on who Morgan Riley's playing with. So I, I think maybe you get everyone, including Mo, in a spot where they can do what they do best and try to minimize what they don't do best, uh, because there are so many different skill sets and personalities now available at the back end. Even with these moves, and if you're just tuning in, the Leafs have been very active in the last hour and a half. Eric Gustafson is in. Luke Shen is now a Maple Leaf again. Pierre Engvall, Rasmus Sandin out, and picks going both ways. But what makes these deals different than the previous deals is we're talking active players on the roster, right? The O'Reilly mm-hmm. deal wasn't active players. The McCabe deal wasn't an active player. I guess Joey Anderson, but he wasn't going to factor in. This is Sandine and Engvall. These were more or less everyday guys who are now out. Um, Luke Shen and Gustafson, do, do they play? And if so, like who is currently here? Is it Hall? Is it Lilligren? Is it both? Who's looking around right now wondering where they fit in if Gustafson and Shen are actually going to be top six guys? Okay, so here's how I look at it, Hayes. Gustafson is Sandine. Left shot guy, offensive-minded, might play some of the time, might not play some of the time. I think that would have been Sandine's role if everyone was healthy into the playoffs. I think Gustafson's the same guy, except he's probably better offensively. And if you look into his numbers, and I've done this in the last few weeks, surprisingly effective defensively this year, guys. He's not just kind of an empty calorie, get your points, but he's going to kill you going the other way. He's actually been in Washington a pretty good defensive team, as is Toronto, decent defensively. But I think he serves what Sandine serves. So whatever that role would have been, he'll fill it. Luke Shen, I think it's, it's, it's Hall or Shen, one of the two. I think Lilligren absolutely deserves to play ahead of either of those two just said. So I think Lilligren's in and Brody's in on the right side. And I think whether Justin Hall gets a start or, or Luke Shen gets the start or how they want to rotate it, if you're Justin Hall, you're like, okay, we got a lot of guys. Where do I fit? He would be the guy that would 
you'd be having that conversation about with Luke Shen. Yeah, Shen Shen is interesting because he's been playing with good players, right? Like he's playing a lot with Quinn yeah. Hughes. Playing a lot with Quinn yeah. Hughes. He's leading the league in hits. He's tough. He can fight, but he's he's a pure third pair guy, right? Like right. On, on this team, you want him on the third pair. I just yesterday when we had this chat, Johnny, we all conceded the three of us. Rot, oh, here we go again. Just like CJ yesterday, we got do another it again. guy. What's the sensor? What sensor is that for? I can't turn it off. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to change lanes. I can't turn it off. It's, I'm trying to like dumb it down. Okay, it's all okay, good. good. It's all good. good. We're fine. We'll get through this. We've got we're we're well versed. We're good. Yeah. Everyone yeah. that works at TSN drives a spaceship. A go kart. A go kart slash spaceship. <laughs> anyway, we conceded. Riley, Brody, McCabe, Giordano. Those are your top. Those are your best four defensemen. Those four need to play. And those probably should be the guys who eat up the most minutes. Do you think? I'm put, do you agree I'm with Lilligren that? In there. You would put Lilligren in, instead of who? Who would you take out of those four? No, I'm like I'm giving just five. as your fifth. Okay, I'm saying there's five guys. There's five guys that are locked in. Okay, and, yeah, and and then you you can have any kind of conversation, any number of pairings. But I think Lilligren has played well enough, and he offers something different. And he's a right shot guy, which now Shannon Hall both are. Brody can play on the right as well, so maybe not quite as imperative. But I just. I like the way he plays. I think I want him in my lineup in the playoffs. So I think he's the fifth guy, and then whatever you want to do the sixth, we can have that conversation. I'm wide open. Well, there's a ton of news coming in here. Chris Johnston tweeting out, and now it's been confirmed, that Jonas Corposalo is unavailable to play in Columbus tonight for trade-related reasons. Oh. So Corposalo is going to get flipped. Do you... I mean, there's, there's no reason to believe Dubas is not looking at everything. Right now, and this, oh yeah, he has got the spaceship looking at everything. Yes, he's got the all twenty-two tape, right? He's checking out every possible angle on the field. Can you make sense of of him calling on a goalie now? Is that something you could see Dubas and the Leafs doing? I don't know. I, we've had this guy. I don't know. I, know. I mean, it seems it seems like gratuitous. But what the heck? We got nine defensemen right now in the Leafs. It's, like, it's getting a little gratuitous. So, yes. Um, I, I would think that LA would be more motivated than Toronto. I think there's other teams that would seemingly need that more than Toronto. Again, without knowing Matt Murray's health situation. If Matt Murray is still a question mark, then yes. If they if he's out there on the West Coast practicing, saying, "Ah, it's kind of not feeling great," then then sure, 100. percent He's exploring these ideas and. Corpus Allo, I think he makes like only one seven. Mm-hmm. So if you can get someone to eat half of his contract, he's he's a minimum player. He basically makes what Justin Wall makes. So um, yeah, I, I think uh, Joseph Wall. That, that is, uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I doubt it, but I don't know, man. It's happening fast and furious right now, and there is a limit to how many guys you can carry. Well, right? no like, kidding, exactly. You have contracts, contracts, right? Like the, the the other thing, Johnny. Like even if Matt Murray is healthy. That is still a question mark. The fact that he would be healthy at a period in time, I still wouldn't trust that. So if you've come this far and you've done the grunt work that you've done here now up front and on the back end, don't you kind of owe it to yourself as a GM to say, I'm going to see this through all the way to the crease now? If you can, get someone better. I mean, I don't know how good Corpus Allen. Corpus Allen's been pretty good this year, no doubt. He's mm. been solid. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, they tried it with David Riddick, didn't they? Try it with him? Uh, was it yes, that? they did. They, they paid a third rounder for him. Well, that's why never I'm, I'm thinking, though. But that's why I'm thinking, like, someone a little more substantial, Johnny, right? Like, not a Dave Riddick, not Michael Hutchinson. Like, why leave one more question mark on the board when you've done all this work so far? Except David Riddick had played in an All Star game, I think, at some point, too, right? So, like, yeah. You know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can. Like, smoke if you got them. Like, don't stop now, right? In, in, in poker parlance, you're all in. Yes. You're pot committed. You've got enough of your money in there. You might as well put it all. So if there's something else, anything else, provided it doesn't cost anything ridiculous, um, then, yeah, they're going to explore it. And I do say this. I'll say it again. Like, you know, I don't know who's going to – I'm trying to think of the lines now. If they're going to load up the top six, there's no ang ball now. So is that, that Camp and Lafferty and Kerfoot? Yeah, yarn croak. I mean, I I would or, think sorry, yeah, yarn croak, Kerfoot and Camp and Lafferty, Aston Reese and Achari. I guess that would be it, right? Yarn croak's guy missed out there. So, you know, and I wonder if the guy they've been trying to keep their hands on, Matthew Nyes, is you know the the wild card in it too. Like instead of taking a flyer on Andreas Athanasiu, you're taking a flyer on Matty Nyes. Yep. And yeah. maybe he comes in and looks good the last eight games and 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 can can help you and could be a third-line player for you in that role instead of Kerfoot. I like the idea instead of going out to get that player you just mentioned, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, and, and he also brings, like, I've seen him play enough. I don't know about playoff physicality. He's a big physical dude. So, like, you know, he brings a different element, too. A lot of this element that they've been acquiring as of late. So I wonder if that's part of the long-term plans instead of chasing another forward. They got a forward coming whenever they get knocked out in there. It's like three more weeks, maybe. Four more weeks in the if they go all the way to the NCAA finals, um, and then he would be available. So that's another part of the equation, I would imagine. Yeah, there is a lot going on in the NHL right now. Again, the Leafs are, are making moves. Uh, Luke Shen is a Maple Leaf again. Sheldon Keefe is speaking with the media and saying that Dubas has spoke with Shen, and Shen is extremely excited to be coming back home, which is pretty incredible. He was pretty cool. Fifth man. overall pick. He was he was beloved here when he first got here. And he's he's coming back to Toronto, and he's going to face a team he's very familiar with in Tampa in the first round. And I'm I'm curious, like with all these moves the Leafs are making, and and these are more like Shen's a third pairing guy, Gustafson's a guy that's in and out of the lineup. But does Boston react? Does Tampa react? What like everyone seems to be making moves in the East? How much crazier do you think it could get? Like Patrick Kane is going to be a Ranger. We've known that for quite some time, but he likely makes his debut tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean. Again, there's only so much teams can do because there's only so much money they can acquire. Right. Uh, Boston probably doesn't do too much. Tampa, they've spent a boatload to get Tanner Janot. I, I don't know what else they're going to do down there. So, I, yeah, I mean, the, the other teams are certainly taking notice, but I don't know if it's a reactionary, well, look what they did. We better go do something right away and go get Gavrikov or go get Scott Mayfield or whoever. Um, you know, I just I, I don't know if that's what happened. There's already been a mass migration from the Western Conference to the Eastern Conference best teams. Like, it's, it's ridiculous how good these six teams are, and only one's going to get to the final out of all six. So, um, you know, there'll be five teams that will think that they're Stanley Cup worthy, will have invested and been uber aggressive in trying to give their teams the best chance to win, and two of them are going to get pumped in the first round, mm-hmm. two of them are going to get dumped out in the second round. Like, it's just, it's really... It's really wild, like how how good those how good those teams are, 
um, and they're not going to be able to be successful. Johnny, yeah. how 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 pimping do you think the the welcome to New York Patty Kane gets? There's obviously a couple teams that have set themselves apart as far as class and how they do things. Toronto being one, Rangers also being another. Like when you're going to get, get Patty Kane, how cool do you think that vibe would be getting him from the airport? Well, I mean, it's no. Did you see Nino Niederreiter? Respectfully to the Jets, like he won't be getting picked up in a pickup truck in minus forty. It'll be a strict limousine, private jet. Um, it's going to be a different kind of vibe. Yeah. So as it should be, and it, we should not be surprised by that at all. Uh, and that's all fine. A lot of people like driving pickup trucks, me not being one of them. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit different. And, like, the marquee, like MSG, like that famous marquee out on whatever whatever Fifth Avenue, whatever that street is. Um, you know, Showtime wants primetime. He wants the biggest, brightest lights in the league. And in America, that's MSG. That's the Rangers. And he's going back to a really good team. I don't, like, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. It's awesome. I'm happy for him. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how much better he makes them. I don't. Well, but that's me. Well, what about? Okay, so we've been talking about vibes and sniffing things out here all day, Johnny. What's the vibe going to be like when Panarin and Kane get back on the ice together? Like, isn't that going to be like rekindling a little bit of a love connection between those two? Yeah, exactly. Except they won't. Neither one can skate like they could five years ago. Like that's that that you mm-hmm. know what I mean like that they're gonna love that's it. True. They're, bri- they're brilliant offensive players, and so maybe that skill and that intelligence, because they're both still really good, will take them a long way. Um, and I can see them like you know hearing this and rolling their eyes and start whipping cross team passes for one timers like they did back in the Blackhawk days. But you know Panarin's not as good as he wants. He's good. He's very good. But like he was one of the best players in the league four years ago when he got to New York. He's not quite that anymore. Kane is not quite that either. Kane's not a good defensive player. Like, he needs a lot of support around him. Adam Fox can provide a lot of that. So maybe they have enough there to, to support and to help those guys be their very best. But they're not dominant on their own anymore. They used to be, and they'll be so happy to see each other. And I bet there'll be a spark and a twinkle in their eyes and a pep in their step. But I don't know, come like, you know, week three of the playoffs, when someone's reefing on their back for the 78th time, like it's, it's. I don't think it's going to be the Globetrotters out there. It's going to be a grind. Uh, Dregs reporting that uh, Edmonton is is really cooking on some some possible deals. They were talking on Chikrin, maybe on Gavrikov, and it, it sounds like Ekholm is available in Nashville, and that might be a deal they look at. Even Pareko in St. Louis, of those names, it kind of feels like Edmonton's got to get one of them, doesn't yeah. it, Johnny? Like you got to get someone at this point. You got to help. You got to help these guys out. The West is wide open. Like Edmonton should be salivating a little bit, thinking we got a shot here, and why not go out and acquire somebody of significance? Yes, yes to all of it. Now I just wonder if there weren't like Chikrin's the best player of the bunch, uh, and it will age the best of the bunch. I just wonder if the the, the the acquiring cost to get Chikrin is so high that you say, listen, it's going to cost us not much to get Ekholm. Well, they can eat some of his salary. And we'll just take that guy, even though he's not quite as good or as young and as, uh, as Chikrin won't age quite as well. But the cost, I, I don't know what the cost is for Chikrin. It must be exorbitant. In fact, he's been out there for a year and a half and no one's been willing <laughs> it to pay be. it. It's because he's hurt, Johnny. No one wants to pay that price for a guy that they're worried he's going to be hurt afterwards. I guess, but he's played this year. He's been really good. No, so, there's no doubt he's a good player. It's more like the, the health. 
I guess. I guess. I mean, that's a concern. I mean, it's a concern, and maybe that's why it's been a slow-moving market. But um, they got to do something. And I, I think they've been super quiet. The Kings have been, you know, pretty quiet for a team that's right there as well. And I wonder, this is like, reading kind of the tea leaves and people speculating, apparently Vancouver, Luke Shen might not be the only guy. Maybe a JT Miller deal Oof. percolating, too, to Pittsburgh, of all places. Why not? And he's from around the area. Maybe, like, you get, like, a Marcus Patterson or some, like, defenseman going back the other way or something. I don't know, but... Uh, that would be something if Vancouver could extricate themselves out of that deal as well, right after they signed it. Well, listen, we, we've been we've been pining for these type of moves. We've been yeah. screaming for it forever, and now that we're experiencing it, this is why. And the NHL, you can't you can't dictate what GMs are going to do. You can't mandate that they make moves. You you, you can't determine how anything's ever going to play out. But this is simply good for business. Like Great. the fact that a you have rumors, but b you've actually got moves. And I don't know where it started. I don't know why this is so different. But we're talking massive names, Johnny. Like, you just mentioned J.T. Miller. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he got flipped. No. no. At all if he got flipped. Right? I mean, it's. I'm almost expecting that he will. Brock Besser, same thing. Why not? Throw him on the list. Who yeah. else is out there? I don't know. Maybe Philip Forsberg yeah. gets flipped. I don't know. Like, it seems like <laughs> oh. everyone's available in Nashville. Casey, has this made up for yourself, myself, Critters complaining during the season about no transaction. Has this day made yes. up for it? Yes, I would say the last two weeks. Going back to the Bo Horvat deal, like when Horvat got flipped, that was a significant trade. Yeah. And, you know, like. Apologies to Jerry. Apologies to Gary. <laughs> Good one. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to fly, Johnny. Um, good beeping, man. That that beep and that ride of yours, you and CJ, it's a thing of beauty, and we appreciate Listen, it. I got here safe, and then that was most important, Hayes. That is what is most important. Thank no, you, it MJ. Not, man. No, it isn't. It's, no, it's not. <laughs> Just like Wild Thing with the glasses, and the guy looked Listen. at him and said, being oh. able to see is not that important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's in, you know what it's like. I got a new car. I, I got a new car flying around. My, well, you know, I don't that's know true. how to use this still. That's true, yeah. man. You yeah. know, one day maybe I'll get a new car because I drive yeah. the worst car in Canada, <laughs> and I like it. You know why? Because you don't have to fill up the tank for four weeks, and no one steals it. Right. I left the keys in it the other day, and it was still there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Maybe that's a part of the problem, but you're right. If it's there in the morning, that's... What you're really looking Worst for. Worst car in North America, but you know what? Once a month I get gas, and no one wants to take it. And we you know what it. else we're getting, Jeff and Mike? We're getting rings. Oh, here we yes. go. You think so? Yes. Alumni? You yes. think yes. so? Alumni? Yes. Oh, man, there's only, a lot of buzz. Only one of us is on the Toronto Maple Leaf alumni board. So I maybe can make some of these, grease some of these wheels. I think that is something that needs to happen. What are the I'll chances? I'll make my own. I'll make my own. Yeah, I got a I got a replica Raptor ring that counts. Oh, it's like when you graduate from high school, go to that like cheesy ring company, design your graduation <laughs> ring from high school. We will do the same for the Leafs rings, and we will have a ceremony to end all ceremonies. It would be beautiful. As well, you you're should. talking to three bozos that didn't graduate from high school, first of all. But I will make my own. Uh, I, did you? I graduated from high school. I graduated, yes, of course, so but I. I'm not an alumni. I couldn't you know, <laughs> skate through the NHL to get a real job. But I'll tell you what, the alumni box... That's going to be like hot commodity. Impossible to get Studio into Studio Fifty Four. Studio Fifty Four <laughs> in 1975. Yeah. That's what the alumni yeah. box will be. Yeah. All right, Johnny. Good stuff, pal. We'll do it again soon. 
<laughs> All right, boys. Have a good day. There's Mike Johnson, our TSN hockey analyst, joining us here on the Maple Toyota Hotline. Build your next dream Toyota at Maple Toyota. And check out Maple Toyota's pre-owned inventory arriving daily. It's time to Toyota. Visit <laughs> mapletoyota.com. Guys, I'm super excited. Like, how are you not excited about this? The players must be so jacked up. Oh, yeah. must be tough to see some friends go out the door. But just... I got the text chains going too, Frankie. Yeah. Like Buddy, people it's are crazy. excited. It's like also. Be. How about here's one for you? Don't you find it kind of ironic how Kyle Dubas has the reputation of being like he goes for the softer, skilled, speedy kind of players, but he traded Pierre Engvall to the New York Islanders, where Lou. Mm-hmm. Is the general manager? Is that not ironic for anyone? What goes around comes around. There's Sweet Lou willing to answer the call right? and bring like, in Pierre Engvall. Engvall. Lou is bringing in Pierre Engvall. Listen, th- th- I think that's a sign. Engvall can help you in the regular season. The Islanders just want to get in. They don't think they're winning the Stanley Cup. They just want to get in. The Leafs know they're getting in. They want to change their identity yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. I just and that's why that makes sense. No, whole, I agree with you. The whole philosophy. I agree with you. And, and listen, my dad's been saying this for weeks, that he, he looks at what Dubas is doing it and comparing it to what Anthopolis did in 15. You, you believed in your team. You believed in your core. And you went out there and you got crazy. And you, and you, you added significant pieces. And, again, different sports, different situations. But yeah. And Anthopolis also followed that up with, I believed in the numbers for a long time, mm-hmm. but until I saw the value of Josh Donaldson and Tulowitzki being in that clubhouse, and maybe people have different opinions if you're up close to the situation, but he said you can't put enough value into that. He's, you're you absolutely cannot. right. He said that on our show. We, we, we interviewed him, and he, he realized... You gotta have intangibles. You gotta have gamers. You, you gotta have a, a bit of a different much. vibe. Would you say that you, you have sniffed to have that out from him? Yeah, I think it was a Larry King type of uh, there interview. Was, yeah, you process. sniffed that right out of him. Uh, uh, precisely what happened. Oh, um, all right. There's a lot going on today. A lot. It sounds like Ekholm is is pushing towards Edmonton. That that could be confirmed any second you now. You are in the haze desk, man. I am you have got it. trade command right now. Blow out all the guests, and this is now... Hey. What the hell? Was that C.J. Sagrin? That was C.J. I was in the middle of something great, and now I forget what it was. You were just going to pump our tires. Collectively, the three of us were rocking right now. It's a great show. The vibe is unbelievable That's all that matters. That's all that matters. We just got to keep it cooking, all right? Because I think more deals are going to happen. Let's take this show. Let's set up shop in the alumni box tomorrow and do the show from the alumni box. I should. They are on the road, but that's a good question. Can we get into the alumni box? Like, there could be a concert down there. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get some penne pesto down there and some spring rolls. We'll get Tyler to to man the ship, and he can be on the show. We're doing the show from the alumni box tomorrow. The underrated, you never mentioned this before with the alumni box, but at the start of the third period, when they bring those cookies... Are you kidding me? Those I are can't, yeah, unbelievable. I I There's I a three-pack oh three of cookies. Auto three-pack. And it's to see those disappear, they're gone by the time the puck drops. Oh, yeah. Like half people a are sheet. into them? Oh, dude. I'm Very not sure they commodity. get through the door before people <laughs> are just... That saran a, wrap comes off, and peek. they are gone. Yes, they are. They're, they're phenomenal cookies. I think people that go into the for the popcorn, they've gone too far. They stuff their faces with the chicken strips, and then they do the cheese and meat platter, and then they go in for the cookies. And you're telling me in the third period you need the popcorn? That's enough. I agree with you. 
Have some self-respect. Come on, let's go here. All right, yeah. we're regroup, re- regrouping. Tom Fergus, and... I'm talking about you, you pig. All right, there you go. Shout out, <laughs> Fergie. Fergie. Shout out to Fergie. <laughs> the real one. <laughs> the real Fergie. All right, Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on TSN 4.